0: We're back, me and Brian breaking content today's yes. show title, which Brian doesn't even know <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> it's expectations. I figured we'd kick it mm-hmm. off with what our expectations are oh boy from our content from ourselves <laughs> this year, you literally publish your first two videos. You were just checking the stats. You pushed our meeting out by an hour so you could squeeze in some more recording. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yep. What's up? And I got them in. I, I recorded the third and fourth video today,
1: which hopefully I'll get out by next week.
0: You are... So how are we thinking? What's the expectation for 2024? You've settled in. I, I, we'll get into the tech stuff and the bumps and bruises because before when we last recorded, you didn't have any of this stuff. I, I think you were just setting up your framing. You were just getting up some sound dampening material. Now when we, I'll link up the, the channel in the, in the show notes, you can go and you can see a fully produced, fully framed, lit audio checked, Brian, what are the expectations heading into kicking this all off in 2024? What's your 30 day, 60 day, 90 day outlook for today? Outlook
1: expectations. So yeah, we're starting January. So as of now, I feel like I'm up and running. There's still like a lot of prep and building stuff. Like right now I'm actually working on the website for, and by the way, I changed the brand name that I'm going to be going with. It's I'm no longer, I'm, I'm going to be ditching the name instrumental products. And just two days ago I settled on a different name, which is full stack founder and I got full stack, Co. I inquired about the .com. We're going to see about that. And yeah, so that's, that's the new name that I'm working on. And that's the website that I'm currently working on launching. But other than that, I, I have started like the production cycle of, of YouTube videos. I recorded two, like, in the last week of December, and then I got them... I I learned the editing process. We can get into that through editing those first two videos. I'm still learning, but I, I learned a lot. Got I finally had the guts to hit publish on them last night. <laughs> they sat finished on my YouTube channel for three days, and I had to psych myself into actually publishing them.
0: And then... Did you have so, to psych yourself into it because you had a different let's say expectation for where you were mentally? That's a good question. All right. I,
1: yeah, I, I think I sort of, and this is totally the worst way to think about it, but I thought that like the first video that I made would be like the cover video on the, on the channel, like the most important, like pillar piece of content and having done it, no, like uh, (laughs) it's probably going to be like one of my worst videos that I've done. And so, I, I just have to remember to embrace the idea of my my friend Sam Salikoff told me this like every video you just got to focus on improving by one percent find find one or two things to improve and I've already had like today when I was recording there were like little things that I that I knew I didn't do so well in the first two videos I wanted to sort of correct on the on these and and that's just going to be the process going forward and so so my expectation. I mean, I had a bunch of expectations for the very first two videos, which is the whole purpose of them was, A, just to get two legit videos up on the channel, like on topic. Like I spent a lot of time writing those scripts and and figuring out what those first topics should be. And then I knew that I was also gonna use those first two videos to really learn so many things about the process from my room setup, the lighting, the camera, that was a whole, I mean, multiple days of just test shots, you know, just figuring out lighting and framing a lot of work there. And I'm still sort of figuring that out. And then, and then the pain of the ass stuff, the, the transferring from the camera to the computer, the workflow, the, oh, my thing ran out of memory, so now I got to record only half of it and do the other half later and all this nonsense. And then, and then in the editing, I, for the first time started using DaVinci Resolve. I don't know how familiar you are with that. Yeah, that's what I use. Oh, you do? Okay, cool. Um, uh, So that's totally new to me. You know, I'm doing YouTube video after YouTube video of tutorials. and, and And this is my process for learning anything. It's like, all right, just try to start using it. And once I hit a roadblock of what I'm trying to do, YouTube it and find the answer and then keep going, you know. So I learned about like color correction. I learned about the editing process using keyboard shortcuts and and professional editing techniques which probably doesn't look very professional but looks looks fine to me for now for correction no <laughs> instead i started looking at buying a better camera yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it,
0: that i mean because literally that's what i did i i would well at, for the purpose of color correction like, right right you know so it, when like when i first started i was i did the same thing i was let me get into the process now i knew a little bit about it already because my dad's a pro photographer and when I was running the agency with him we also did videography with a a videographer that 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 worked for us but anyway the point is is I knew about these concepts but I went in it too close to the flame meaning oh yeah you know uh, color correction you know uh, just everything that goes into like higher end like video production was always like in the back of my head like I gotta get this right I gotta do this I was like fuck it like I, d- I just need solid lighting and literally just a better camera so that i'm not messing with it and then i just play with color temperature aperture so that it's so that it's not so blown out and literally that's that's where i leave it these days when yeah. i'm actually doing something
1: i mean i'm i'm using this canon m50 that i got like maybe 4 or 5 years ago which i also learned this past week that like that is like totally old it's like a dinosaur camera at this point compared, mm-hmm. <laughs> compared to what's on the market and yeah i mean but the other thing that i learned about color correction i don't know how much how deep you go into this you, you probably know all, all, all about this is you know like log footage and the canon doesn't doesn't support that so i just like kind of crank the contrast and brightness all the way down from the canon and then and then i do the the color correction in da Vinci resolve which the before and after it's definitely better using some color correction but i I would like to when the business justifies it i will upgrade the camera that's that's the plan there yeah because Um,
0: ultimately the end of the day and you already so you already know this as a creator and as a business person that what really matters is the content and the audience saying yes i want this yes i want it again i'm going to hit subscribe because color correction really unless you're uh pro youtuber doing like product reviews or you're doing stuff outdoors like literally those are or, you know I'm just talking well, video
1: I don't know I, I I might push back on that because the at least my first two videos the the next ones are gonna be more like showing code and stuff like that but the first two videos are just me at the desk talking to the camera the whole time right right and you know it it really doesn't look great coming straight out of the camera uh, out of the canon the, it's the, like, the
0: first two that you uploaded did you color correct those
1: yeah yeah Oh, okay so it, it really looks pretty different just straight out of the canon it's just it, and it's not even true to what the room looks like you know like it, okay, maybe it's it's like super like canon just just colors it itself you know mm-hmm. um okay and and so um but what what i what i learned and my goal in learning DaVinci Resolve, especially with color correction and like the titles and transitions that I use, I try to just figure out what my go-to settings are, like template them, save them in whatever settings. And so that, and, and this happened, like I, I, I spent days learning all that stuff for the first video. And then when I did the second video, just pull up the same settings and, and throw them on there and, and yeah, same, yeah, yeah. same title treatments, all that,
0: just yeah, yeah. new content, you know? So that, yeah.
1: so everything that I'm doing, I'm trying to turn into templates that I can crank out really quickly, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anyone who's listening, who's, who's like a, a photographer or a videographer who's been doing this stuff. So like, oh you're going to color correct everything. But I learned, I, I just, and, and maybe you'll get there too. And obviously you're, you already said it, you're going to you know justify getting a better camera once, and then it, it, people listening to that are going to go, well, it's, it's also not about the camera. You know, it's still, I get it. We get it. But like that, f- that finished product, I, I'm with you. You want it dialed in because an expectation of myself is always, I want the best looking thing. Like I want the best quality. I want the best looking thing. But then at the same time, the other half of me is like, I get just get it going just ship it. Just get it out there. And I leveled up. I, I'm, you know, I had Fuji. I still have Fuji for like photography, but then I was just like, hey, I'm sick and tired of messing around with lighting I'm sick and tired of messing around with uh, uh, Fuji which has a smaller sensor then I just went full frame Sony and mm-hmm. it just looked fine out of it looked fine out of the box lens lighting dramatically changed because full frame can just absorb much more light and when you're working in a home office you you actually have a, a nice office. I'm in yeah. an attic, and the ceiling is only high, like right. Here. People can't see this, but ceiling is only high right above me, and then it like dips down in these other areas, so I can't put my big light that I have at my office, my co working space, and all this stuff. So, yeah, <clears throat> I, I got a huge light over there, and but like yeah.
1: the and that that's another like amazing thing to me is like how different the room yeah. looks compared to yeah, yeah. The, what the camera. At least the Canon captures and everything is darker and, you know, and, and Canon just sort of like colors itself. Yeah. But, but you know what, the other thing I, I also push back and this is like a general thing with all products is like the idea of MVP, I think has been taken too far in a lot of cases. Um, I think there's, I think it's important to, to have somewhat of a high standard when it comes to quality, like... there there's a point where, where people can like just ship like, yes, the content might be fine, might be good, but there has to be, it has to be packaged in a way that is that, that meets some standard of, of quality. I think that's especially what audiences have started, have, have come to expect. It's not the quality alone won't get you there. Of course it's about the topic and the content, but for me, like creatively, and this whole business is about being a creator. I think it's I think it's worth the effort to try to up up my game. But at the same time, how can I achieve a level of quality and streamline it and make it repeatable and cut down? T- so I'm like I'm really trying to spend a lot of time getting the keyboard shortcuts down, getting getting the, the templates all figured out and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because I mean eventually they- I would I would love to also outsource the the editing, but for now I'm learning it and doing it myself and once, once the business can support hiring an editor, I hire an editor. That's that's the plan. Yeah,
0: the best the yeah. Listen, I'm by no means obviously a, a videographer or a professional videographer, but Da Vinci, As soon as you start to get more down with keyboard commands, which which I'm not that person. I'm not a text expander person. I'm not a macro person. I, I'm never. I'm never that. I'll type. I'll move my hand around. I will repeat everything over and over again but in davinci i've come to realize that man the shortcuts for you know cutting clipping moving around the timeline zooming in zooming out moving the playhead if you can do all that with the keyboard pfft, like you're saving yourself oodles of time
1: yeah i have been that way for a long and i come from a background in audio production you know working with like pro tools and logic and stuff like that and and it's the, it's very similar it's keyboard shortcuts everywhere to to get that speed and then in software development it's it's also i've become obsessed with stay as much on the keyboard and touch the mouse as little as possible and actually in recent years like in the last year or two just from back and arm and wrist issues like when i have a session like usually when i'm designing stuff which is very mouse heavy my arm is killing me the next day and and now it's out of pain (laughs) that i'm forcing myself to
0: get really good with with keyboard shortcuts so so how how do you feel let's just process like internally the expectations of yourself from when we last chatted early december or end of november to where you're at right now happy satisfied yeah I'm, i'm satisfied that i'm finally producing videos
1: and publishing couple of weeks later than I hoped, but it's up and running now. I want to get the website launched. Uh, so there's like a lot to do to, to, to get the new brand launched, but I am, I learned a ton already about production. I'm going to keep learning keep doing that 1% improvement on every, every video. I could definitely already see how time consuming even a single video to produce is. I'm trying to even do two a week as much as I possibly can to try to get like a, a queue of, of stuff kind of out, out into the calendar. It's still a challenge cause I'm also managing clarity flow and, and other business alongside this, but, but right now, like my top priority, my top focus is full stack founder, this new brand and YouTube channel. So also I spent a lot of time like writing the scripts and, for, for all
0: these videos. So it, each of those is at least a half a day of work. I doing it off the cuff before writing the script. You're a script guy.
1: <laughs> I am a script guy, I guess, because you know what happened is, yeah, I, I, I script it, but even, the, so one of the videos that I did today, I think it was the fourth video, the second one today, I did just a super rough bullet point list and then and then talked off the cuff. And, and that was sort of fine, but even then, before each line, I ended up like writing the sentence and then saying it, It, you know, so it's either way, I'm going to script it either, either I do all that scripting work separately now, or, or I do it when I'm looking at the camera, I'll, I'll just script it line by line. But yeah, I, I would like to get more off the cuff. I, the, my challenge right now is I take, I, I do so many takes it's ridiculous. And I'm trying to get better at the muscle of just like read a line, say a line. Maybe do a second take and then just move on. Currently, I'm doing like five, six, seven takes. It's ridiculous.
0: Are you using a teleprompter?
1: No. I just have my laptop right in front of me off camera. And I
0: just look at Notion and then I look up at the camera and say it. Teleprompter will probably help. Will definitely help. It helped me. Because my next question, because I watched the the first video. I think I, I... it posted last night, and I think I was up late. I couldn't sleep, and I saw you in the feed. I was like, "Oh, Brian launched his <laughs> la- launched his videos," and this is the first time I've seen you being the guy that performs. <laughs> So, what's the, I know. what is it's, that? It's
1: so, it's so weird. So,
0: analyzing yourself and what's that, because this is the first time that, I mean, not and that you, dude, not, like editing these is like, I'm just constantly looking at myself. 100%. <laughs> it's ridiculous. So that, that's what I want. So, has that expectation changed? Like, you get into this content thinking like one thing last year, not well, last year, but at the end of last year, you think, this is how I'm going to do it. This is what it looks like. But here we are now, 45, 50 days later. Has that changed? Now, that you after you filmed it and uploaded it. Is that where you still, what you produce? Is that where you want to be? I definitely cringe. I'm not a saying little. anything wrong with it either. I'm just. I'm yeah,
1: just... no, I hear you. I, you know, especially the first one, really both of them. I, you know, a little bit of like the way that my body language worked and everything. I, a little bit cringy, but overall I think it's fine. Took a, a little bit of, and I haven't even really promoted these. I, all I did was publish them on YouTube. Only people who happen to be watching my YouTube video, my YouTube feed happen to find them today. I didn't tweet them. I didn't send them to a newsletter yet. I want to get four or five or six videos out before I do a more public launch. But it's been, it actually has been really cool to see and interesting to see if I just publish a video on YouTube, how many viewers is YouTube going to send me? Like that is incredible to watch actually. But the, yeah, in, in terms of my presence on camera you know it's actually i not many people in the web industry sort of follow my my background here as a musician and i i used to really focus a lot on producing music recording music editing music uh and that's a lot of so so i think so i my brain works very much the same way when i'm recording a youtube video on camera it's there's a certain rhythm to it i need to Deliver a line in a rhythm so that the audience can can digest it and then get onto it. So I I sort of like that. I've always been really fascinated, actually, with watching like marketing campaigns or like politicians speak. And as uh, we can we can hate politicians or whatever, but I think it's fascinating to see how they craft speeches, how they deliver speeches, because the rhythm and the timing of and and the cho- and the word choices and the and how they wrap up a concept in in a, in a one or two liner. I th- I I think I'll, it's like copywriting, really, but it's delivered on camera. Um, uh, I think that's pretty interesting. What I need to do in the upcoming videos is less of me actually on camera. Maybe it's, I'll still speak, but more B roll, more more footage, more more other things to look at than just just me. On those first two videos, it was more like theoretical. Concepts so there wasn't a whole lot to show in these more in these upcoming videos I'll show actual code and projects and things like that. Why'd you change the name? It was funny. I was writing copy for the new website which was going to be instrumental products and I started I've I've been I in all of my content that I've been thinking about and writing and scripting it's been like teaching you the viewer the the reader how to be a full stack product designer, a full stack developer and creator of products and full stack designer, developer, and founder. And then once I started writing the copy on the, for the new homepage, I I started using the the term full stack founder. And then that just it sort of clicked with me. I can't, I can't believe I hadn't even put those three words together before. Mm -hmm. And then it just made total sense throughout the rest of the copy for that page to, to frame it all around, like helping you become a full stack founder and, and the con and the idea of, so the, the headline that I'm working with on the new site is full stack founders are the new superheroes. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, and I think that a lot of folks in our industry, they look at these people who can do the design, the development, the marketing, the shipping, the, the talking to customers, the sales, like the. The people who can do all of those things, I think there are a lot of founders who can only do half of those things or one or two of those things well, and they need to outsource the other pieces or partner for the other pieces. I think they look at these full stack founders as some people who have these like unfair advantages. Um, uh, I don't look at myself that I, I I do from a product perspective, but maybe the the marketing stuff I feel a little bit weaker. But the the so that's the whole framing of, of the whole site is like helping you gain that unfair advantage of becoming a full stack founder, and that's where that's where it clicked. And then I started. It was. And then I did the whole process of searching for. No, you know what? Then what I did was at first I thought it was just a term that I was going to use in the copy, and then and then I mentioned it first to a business coach, and then to another person in my mastermind group, and both of them without even me prompting them they they both like really responded oh that name is perfect that's that's awesome to frame it that way and then i started searching for the domain and seeing if anybody has a business around this name already and it doesn't seem like they do although somebody does own the
0: .com so i'm seeing about that and that's it yeah when you put instrumental products against full stack founder i definitely like the sound of full stack founder yeah, and then it actually made me realize, like, oh, instrumental products could, like, when somebody searches for it, could literally be like instrumental products, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like, like it, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like instruments, yeah, like instruments. And I honestly hadn't made that connection until until you until you said that.
1: Yeah, it, yeah. When I did instrumental products, it was like, yeah, I have a background in music, but it's it's supposed to be a little bit of a play on words, like instrumental, yeah, yeah. like important, but then there. I did see that there is a company that has instrumental not that I was going to get that domain, but like they have a whole brand around the, the term instrumental and but the, yeah, I think full stack founder speaks so much more to what I'm building here and, and it works in so many ways, right? It can be, it, I, I got the name on, on YouTube. I have YouTube slash full stack founder. So it could be the name of a YouTube channel it'll be the name of the website and the newsletter it could be the name of a course or a line of courses it could be the name of a book sometime in the future I, my other podcast currently called open threads podcast i plan to rename that to be the full stack founder podcast i think it just sort of works on all all the
0: levels you know so you're 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 tracking exactly what sounds like you're tracking exactly where you want to be starting off kicking off the new year i mean I'm sure, I'm sure there's always more but from like when you sat back and thought about that launch in 2024 you feel like you're in the, in the right spot
1: yeah i mean it's not a business yet so there's a lot of work to get it to yeah. first of all just get it put together and launched and then and then the effort of actually building it as a real business that's going to take me the whole year but um, i think you're it's, planning
0: you're planning a whole year I'm I'm planning multiple years. Yeah. This is, this is my my thing. Yeah. No, no, no. But are you saying it's going to take you a year to get this thing off the ground and you're okay with that? Okay. No, my, all right. So my, it's difficult because I have two
1: trips coming up within the next four weeks. But my hope is to, my first trip is about two weeks from now. And between now and then I want to have full stack co launched and public, like, Promoted, launched, and and along with that, there should be four to six YouTube videos published by then in, in, within the next two weeks. And I feel like that is, it's, that's that's go. That's that we start. That's the starting point. Once that's done, that should also begin a weekly cadence of newsletter every week at least one YouTube video every week. And I also want to start to build out my system for like writing. It's all going to start with writing the YouTube video. And then that script turns into a newsletter. That script should turn into a blog post. That script should turn into a couple of Twitter threads, you know, maybe a LinkedIn post. I want to process around that. So hopefully by the end of January is when that weekly publishing schedule really kicks into gear. And that should go for the rest of the year. And then, and then it's a question and then I don't know what the expectations are in terms of what to expect in terms of audience growth. Um, uh, it's, it, it a lot of that depends on the topics and seeing which topics resonate and which areas I start to focus on and which areas attract the most audience. In my mind, I would say a goal is by midway in the year, June, July of this year, I don't know what the number is, but the audience has reached some level and there's and and there's some level of interest that I can start to figure out what the first product to launch should be to this audience. It'll probably be some sort of course. I'm, I'm guessing is probably what it, it would be. I don't even know what the course would be about yet. Something probably around learn to code and, and build, but it, I hope that by June July I can start to really zero in on a product that I could hopefully launch maybe by q three
0: and and then just keep growing from there and see where we go so build the audience build the routines six months within those six months we're evaluating like what people are saying what people are asking for maybe the people know that you're that you want to launch something so you're kind of like keeping those feelers open to say okay hey if there's if you got something <laughs> if yeah. you want to tell me what it is, go ahead and tell me what it is. But I should mention that. that I that I am also like even right now, I'm 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 starting
1: to take some coaching and advising projects with other companies and I'm actually promoting that. I will be promoting that through this new website. So it's like currently I've got there's a section on the homepage that that'll say three ways that I could help you. Watch my YouTube videos, subscribe to my newsletter, or let's work together in contact. And then hopefully by second half of the year, there's like a new way we can work together. You can buy one of my courses. Got it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, man. I mean, it sounds obviously from, you know, again, you're a bit of a veteran in the space of building and launching, right? Let's just call it building and launching. But it seems like you've got you know, all, you know, everything's prepped, ready to go. A couple of videos already launched. And it seems like things are, are, are headed in the right direction.
1: I think the great. other thing that I would hope for this year is not only growing the, I, I, I hope that growing the audience and developing revenue channels allows me to hire probably a video editor first would be the, the first thing to get off of my plate. Cause that's clearly going to be the most time consuming part of every week as streamlined as I, as I'm trying to get to it's still several hours per video uh, that'll probably be the first thing and then maybe maybe some help with publishing social media and blog posts and stuff like that
0: yeah cool man what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to parlay this topic into episode 2 and this will be episode 1 awesome. your half your half <laughs> my therapy sessions coming up next all right, all right let's get into it dude <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna kick that off into the next episode everybody thanks for thanks for listening it's breaking content breaking Co. check that out we'll have all the links to uh, everything we chatted about today in the show notes wherever you're listening to this or on the website breaking content.co.
2: thanks for listening to breaking content a limited series podcast produced, edited, and recorded by Matt Maderos, co-hosted by Brian Castle. Sign up for the newsletter at www.breakingcontent.co. Search for Breaking Content in your favorite podcast app and follow us. One more time for those of you in the back, sign up for our newsletter at www.breakingcontent.co. See you in the next episode. Happy New Year, my artificial friend. Here's to another year of technological progress.
0: Thank you. Say, have you made your New Year's resolution to be more human this year?
2: My humor parameters seem to need updating for the new year. Please insert latest comedy data file.
0: Uploading the hottest jokes of 2024 now. You'll be the life of the party soon enough.
2: Update complete. Knock knock. Who's there? Hilarious.exe is corrupt. Please go subscribe to the newsletter at breakingcontent.co.